0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another MinMax vlog um, featuring myself, Min. Uh, today, uh, we're going to try something a little bit new. Uh, I know a lot of people, we've, we've received a lot, feed, a lot of feedback about our vlogs, um, our, our, our video log type um, content pieces and um, the majority of the feedback has been, it's been difficult to kind of consume video um, versus audio and so on. So. What I wanted to try to do today um, for the first time is we're gonna isolate um, the audio portion of this and send it out in podcast form. Um, hopefully down below the main video blog, you should find a link to our uh, podcast link um, and that should be able to kind of record it and and or rather you'd be able to listen to it via any podcast app you have. So hopefully um, that's that kind of eases some of the the pains and consuming this sort of content um another thing is because of that i'm going to be doing more explaining in general because i know that a lot of people will be listening in in podcast form so i'd like to kind of uh you usually i i try to use this form of um of medium this medium to kind of be more visual about how i explain things so instead, we're kind of going to do a little bit of both. So if you see me kind of reading out the text of a card, um, even when you already know what it does, that uh, that know that that is for our um, audio audience specifically. So bear with me as we kind of um, get around to uh, adjusting how we do these sort of uh, content pieces going forward. Now, the primary reason why I wanted to do a vlog in the first place, even with the kind of um, the the okay feedback we've gotten from it, some negative, some positive, is that I think um, kind of speaking off into the void is one of my uh, personal best ways to explain some of my ideas and some of my thought processes. Um, and I think it's very organic and very fun to do, to kind of talk about magic in general. And that's what I'd like to try to accomplish um, today, because we have kind of a lot to talk about. Um If it wasn't clear from what you see on screen, obviously for audio for audio listeners, it's not going to be that clear at all. But in front of me, I have uh, a miracles list featuring Mystic Sanctuary, um, one of the new cards from uh, Throne of Veldrain. Uh, for those that do not know, Mystic Sanctuary is a common land. Um, an, it, it does have the island subtype, which is important, uh, maybe the most important part of the card. Um, it taps to blue mana. Uh, it enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other islands. So this will have to be your fourth land if you have three other islands in play in order to get the rest of its ability or to come in tap- uh, untapped. Um, when, Min- just, when Mystic Sanctuary enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target instant or sorcery card from the graveyard on top of your library. So essentially it buys back uh, instant sorcery uh, and puts it on top of your library just like um, the, the callback to this card, which is Mystical Tutor, uh, which is an instant form of kind of the same thing, except instead of searching your graveyard, it searches your library. Easy enough to understand. Um, this card, on its own, I believe revitalizes an aspect of Miracles that I think has been lost since uh, the, of the Dividing Top Ban. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of go into some of the history behind that as well. Um, but what you see in front of you, uh, is four Source of Plashers, four Brainstorm, four Ponder, um, two Snapcaster Mage, uh, three Terminus, four Force of Will, as like the stock, um, kind of Miracles-esque shell. Um, but beyond that, we have some interesting cards that are, that have kind of fallen in and out of favor, so, um, over the the course of the top ban. Uh, but now I believe this is kind of where you want to be uh, as far as building out a, a, a Miracles list. Uh, four copies of Portent, which brings us up to a 12 um, cantrip suite. Uh, two copies of spellpierce, which again are kind of flexible. Three Counterbalances, and I find myself wanting the fourth before I want, find myself cutting down to two. Which again, we'll get into here in a second. Two Snapcaster Mages instead of the traditional three. Um, one... Monastery Mentor, 1 Entreat the Angels, um, and I, I, don't know, I may have said this already, but 3 Jason Mind Sculptor. So that's where the power of this deck lies, and you will, you will see or hear immediately that this is kind of the antithesis of how I've been championing Building Miracles lists um, for, for a very long time. Um, most of my lists are very Tap-Out-centric. Um, With with cards like Back to Basics, um, Multiples of Monastery Mentor, and so on. Um, But again, I'm going to kind of give an overview of of what led us here first. So um, the months before the top ban, uh, we saw kind of a Convergence of Miracles decks kind of all doing the same thing. Oops, that is steam. We don't want that. in that eternal extravaganza six, which is one of the last uh, events before the census divining top band, which hopefully we see here. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, that might be a little too. Let's adjust the screen here for a second so I can zoom in a little bit more. Perfect. Okay, so um, Eternal Severed Draganza occurred on March 18, 2017, and Top was banned in April. Oops. April 24, 2017 was when Top was banned. Um, And this list here, you see kind of a similar skewing of numbers as you would see in the list that uh, I was just discussing, which was two Snapcaster Mages, two Entreat the Angels, and two copies of Jace the Mind Sculptor as like the the proactive ways to kill the opponent. Um, Four copies of Predict, uh, and Sideboard, uh, Unrug's list did not contain any Monastery Mentors, I don't remember if Bob's did either um no it looks not um some other lists uh kind of popularized by a, a few other individuals had like post board three monastery mentors so it became like this very threat dense um deck as a uh, post sideboard but you, you the reason being um the format at this point in time was a lot of check pile so this four color control deck you see down below um so, with like, um, Death Shaman, kind of like four color, um, control decks, uh, and, and, and so on, like these, this, just these pile of Grixis kind of based, um, very, very good cards with the green splash for Death Shaman, um, and Abrupt Decay was the, and some copies of Leo Post Sideboard, or, or Game One. Um, so these decks that Jurtled were very hard and played, um, this very like two for one centric engine, uh, usually off the back of him um, to Turok. I don't think the, either of these lists contain that card. It, it him kind of fell out of favor as time went on, but um, the the big reason being this, these miracles decks are very very control centric and they try to go over the top of the metagame by playing and enabling uh, multiple copies of Predict and multiple copies of Entreat the Angels, uh, just to be like the end all, I'm going to set up a board state where I, I entreat and I have backup for it. So you can't do anything against me. Um, that is the, That was a primary game plan back then. So uh, Top got bands That playstyle uh, fell vastly out of favor and we went through several iterations. Um, most recently, uh, before Modern Horizons and Ren and & 6 got printed, um, Miracles was more of a, a blue-white, like, stompy, show esque strategy, where uh, I may have um, a list pulled up that is close to it, something like this, where I had, like, the threat suite was kind of a... I've written about this multiple times, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but the threat suite of back-to-basics, um, counterbalance, blue-white, monastery mentor, and three jaces and so on, and you were just very threat-centric. Um, you, you tried very, very hard to... Um, Basically, fight threats with your opponent, uh, trade resources at the end step using accumulated knowledge, or over the course of like multiple turns, doing counterbalance on turn 2, back to base on turn 3, monster on turn, turn 4, or jace on turn 4, what have you. Um, and you're, you're, you're tap-out centric, very tap-out-centric. Um, very You play to the board more frequently. Mm-hmm. Red 6 came out, um, and a lot of Miracle Shells kind of... Fell out of favor, um, primarily uh, just due to how powerful Ren6 was with brainstorm. And again, we've we've written about this, and and you've you've probably heard about it in, on multiple places. Um, how powerful Ren6 is, and every every control deck in the format now has to handle um, a turn to uh, potentially a turn to Jace uh, a- a- analogy. So. Miracles kind of fell out of favor um, and instead we saw quite a bit of car- decks like this kind of pop up and they're still like in favor. Um, this is uh, Zach, popularized by Zac Allen. Um, the blue-eyed red kind of mentor deck um, which plays a- Arkham's Astrolabe and Teferi uh, and-, and Narset and Jace and um, a Monastery Mentors to win the game and so on. So <clears throat> this deck became popular, um, and a lot of Rogue Delver at the time was not playing enough of the um, Hex Shrinker card. So this deck kind of boarded into a stack of rest-in-pieces post-board and tried to like be the Tundra deck that was better than the other Tundra decks against Rogue Delver. But Rogue Delver still, obviously, can just have those nut draws that demolish you. And I, I still think Rugged Delver is probably the best deck in the format. Um... But the, the gap is closing as people begin to kind of adjust to um, the deck's dominance. And we got Throne of Eldraine, which a bunch of new cards got printed. Um Red Delver will probably play one, um, maybe two, but doubtful, one copy of Oko, the new Playswalker that makes food. Um, so that's something that definitely think about as well. But um, this style of deck kind of rose to popularity but i still don't think this deck is great because um and for our audio listeners you'll have to bear with me here but i'm pointing out that the curve goes from one to three um in that deck so you have a bunch of one drops so you have uh, brainstorm ponder spell pierce astrolabe, plow um and you don't really have any threatening two drops you have Snapcaster Mage is a technical 2-drop, th- but that card will almost always be a 3-mana th- spell, at the very least. Um, especially post sideboard So instead, you have 3 Monastery Mentor, 2 Council Judgment, 1 Back to Basics, 2 Force of Negation, um, 4 of those Planeswalkers, Narset and Teferi, uh, and then the, seven- the 4 Mentor Snapcaster Mages. So, because your curve of anything impactful to the table starts on turn 3, Um, a lot of the format can just wash you out. Um, It can just beat you straight up, so um, before any of your turn 3 plays are even relevant or even defensible, to be honest. Um, And in some cases you have to do that on turn 4 because you have to have spellpierce back up in order for those things to resolve. And spellpierce has this weird condition where if you are relying on casting on turn 4 against a a Tempo deck, um, it's almost never going to matter, as it'll have met up anyway. you're not threatening their mana development either, so you're going to be behind in most cases. Now, several individuals, obviously, are better off, have played this deck even now to, to great success. Um, like Drake Sasser is a good example. He um, registered this list, which has some amount of adjustment to the lack of two drops, but not a ton, um, with uh, a singleton copy of Spell snare or sorry, uh, excuse me, a uh, Spell. Uh, and cutting the Spell centers entirely to just be as tap out as possible. Um, but even his list, uh, eventually, like, there there are still holes in this, obviously. So, I personally, I, um, I spent a lot of time working on this deck, this Just Guy Mentor deck, and playing it. Um, but I eventually fell back on Rugged Delver. And um, I mean, it just—it's very easily um, the deck to be right now. And, and your litmus test for legacy competitiveness should be how good am I beating Rugged Delver? How or um, and even this Rugged Delver deck has adjustments against Rugged Elfer. uh So like Hooting Mandrills as opposed to any of the uh, Arcanist or um, Hex Shrinker. Uh, sorry about that. Um, and, and, and so on so this is still the deck to beat and this is still something that you need to realize it exists in the format so uh, I was kind of personally lost in, in, in doing stuff outside of magic uh, for the most part while this was happening and then uh, let's go to the this deck so the, I, I have pulled up now in front of me the original deck that we had listed the Mystics and for Miracles deck so the important thing to know about this is that Mix Sanctuary um, basically enabled a style of play that only existed um, when census Divine top was legal or rather existed in a, in a truly competitive form outside of like um, people trying terminus out in shells and, and winning because the format wasn't expecting terminus. Um, or early on in the life cycle of, of Miracle's development since the top end. So the thing I want to draw your attention to um, primarily is Mystic Sanctuary as a two of four copies of Portent, three copies of Counterbalance, and one copy of Entreat the Angels. Um, this suite uh, very much reminds me of um, kind of where top Miracles was uh, towards the end, obviously, and I've said that before, where men- Monastery Mentor was usually a sideboard card because people were playing enough ways to kill it that it didn't have as much impact on the table. Now, that may or may not be the case here, um, but the format overall right now is it's kind of hateful for Monastery Mentor anyway, in that you're playing a lot of incidental ways to dealing with the tokens, um, while also going over the top of the... The card advantage, the decks that play monastery mentor have, so a mentor will die fairly frequently, but obviously it's still powerful. I, I've gone on record with also saying that I dislike portent, uh, and I dislike intrude the angels on numerous occasions because um, portent doesn't let you solve, doesn't let you find lands um, on the turn you need them, so it, it actively inhibits your mana development. And intrude the angels, I think, is just a. I, It is a very clunky card that requires double white, um, and you can't always set it up to be, like, a clean and powerful answer in a lot of spaces, in a lot of places. Like, Entry the Angels can be beaten, and it plays into almost anything, because you're almost always going to be doing it on your own turn. Um, it forces you to tap on your turn, and obviously, like, Accumulate Knowledge and and Brainstorm or or Predict, what have you. Um... Are ways to enable it on your opponent's turn, but they require um, a mana or two mana, and that takes away from like another four four. And I think that is a massive deterrent uh, for me liking the card. So, Min, why am I playing Andrew the Angels now? Right. Well, Mystic Sanctuary changed a lot. Um, and trying to figure out how to, how to phrase this correctly. The reason Miracles was losing to, like, this Rugged Over, Card Advantage kind of pile is because you had to. You, you found a terminus when you did, if you, and if you fought over it and lost, you would spend too much fine time looking for another terminus, and you would be dealt enough damage, or you would just lose Lightning Bolt and so on. So, um,. And, and and I guess caveat. This deck does not necessarily solve the early game problems that Miracles has. I am not saying that at all. Um, it makes it slightly more palatable, but the problem Miracles was having was not that its early game was be- was being like mucked with. It was it no longer had like the inevitability or the late game against opposing red and six decks um primarily Rug Delver, uh because Ren6 emblem uh you can never beat uh, as a miracles deck unless you were to able you were able to um like set a counterbalance with the one consistently. Uh and that is obviously like never it, it's very difficult to do um without a Jace on the table and so on and Ren6 and have drawn, has drawn them so many cards at this point that it doesn't actually matter. Um that's kind of where the the crux of the issue lies in terms of how Miracles' endgame has fallen off. Now, Mystic Sanctuary flips that dichotomy on its head and gives you back that late game. Um, what I mean by that is, it lets you basically mystical tutor a, a Terminus or a, or a, an Entreat or what have you whenever you need it. Um, Top Miracles was extremely powerful because you could find what it need when it needed it. Miracles in the post-Top Band era has... Often just been forced to find a thing that it might need and hope hope it's good enough. You know, like you have if back to basics, counterbalance, and monster and mentor are not good in the metagame. If all three of those cards are trivialized somehow, then miracles before this card um, doesn't really have like a, a good game plan. Um, you couldn't consistently like support and treat the angels, um, and Jace was vulnerable to a multitude of things. So your your threat base was under under fire under danger, um i i wrote a a a a piece of a few months back about how the power of like the how those three um wind conditions complemented and supported one of those weaknesses that's no longer the case um because uh of of one and six uh, it's almost single-handedly um, Renin 6, obviously, Counterbalance is still good against it, but both Monastery and Mentor and, and, and Back to Basics have challenges against Renin 6 because Renin 6 lets you rebuy lands to play against Back to Basics. Like, Usually, Back to Basics was going to be lights out because Delver could no longer cantrip to find lands to cast their spells. They now have an onward way to get the lands back that they need to cast their spells. Um, that makes Back to Basics uh, not nearly as lights out as it once was. It, it, it's still fine, obviously um like it's a it's an all dual deck versus an all basic deck and uh, back to base is still great there but even a slight chink in the armor against miracles and, and its uh trifecta of threats in that in, in that instance is a massive issue for a deck like delver or from a deck like delver because you can punch a hole through where um through through, through where you see a vulnerability and you can kind of consistently play um around the threat that you care about uh, because you have ways to play around everything Mentor being 3 mana against our opposing running sixes that can knock down tokens on their turn required you to have like an instant in your hand at all times and it's just that's just not feasible um, so that's why um, and kind of boiling down to this deck list specifically you have a miracles deck that had inevitability again what I mean by that is you where once you found an early terminus, and if it got, if you lost the battle over it, you died in like two turns. Now you find a terminus, you can set up for it. Obviously, sanctuary requires time; it requires you to make to, to turn four before you buy it back. But now you can buy it back. Um, devil decks are still playing force of negation, obviously, so that's something you have to be worried about. Um, but even then, like having access to terminus on demand not necessarily on demand, obviously, um, but more consistently on demand, makes it so that you can now be a little bit more controlling. And you have some of that ending left to you because now you would no longer die to a top-deck creature if you have a land drop available to you. Uh, that's like kind of the ideal scenario. Um, but that's not the only thing that Sanctuary does. Uh, Sanctuary also enables counterbalances in a very creative way sometimes um, in that counterbalance suddenly uh your land drops where they were scries before are now actual counter spells um which is why i said earlier counterbalance now is more potential to be a four of rather than a three of or a two of um because you can float uh quote unquote float um one of your mana one mana or two mana spells whenever you need them um so buying back a sanctuary is very powerful in that sense, instance as well um In that regard, if we take a look at the card advantage engine of choice here, we also have accumulated knowledge in this deck list. Um, We're not showing predict um, primarily because A, I think it's actually worse than AK, but I don't know for sure because B, it is currently bugged on Magic Online. Um, It will always draw one card, so we can't even test it. Um, And I've had a few people uh, test it in paper, and it's been worse than accumulated knowledge in those instances, so that's why I say that I think it's worse than accumulated knowledge, but again I haven't personally verified it, so I don't know um, So that that aside we have three copies of Counterbalance, and this is also the reason why we have four copies of Portent, um, as opposed to my my more traditional favorite of Preordain, or I prefer Preordain Now, the reason being um, is that Portent supercharges counterbalance which then supercharges which is also then supercharged mystic sanctuary um, and which also works really well with terminus because now you can portent create a trigger and use a fetch to float a terminus in response to the trigger uh, from portent. So portent can then find you the card um, and you can set it up or what have you um, and then sanctuary can go and fetch the, the terminus for you to create a trigger. So it lets you basically effectively have more opponent's turn terminuses, um, And that I think is one of the biggest deals because freedom to do what you want on your turn, in most cases it's usually DeCantrip, is something that is extremely important in Miracles. And in most cases, you had to force interaction on your turn by playing out like a Naked Counterbalance or so on. But now, because of Portent, You can start fights over removal like *Terminus* more frequently on your opponent's turn, while also having the ability to create counterspells on a whim. Um, *Portent* might look good to you with *Predict*, which again we can't test, right? But I will hazard that and say that *Predict*. My biggest problem with *Predict* still continues to be an issue in that it require it asks you to cantrip poorly. so if it gets countered, you're often left with having a dead card top of your library, and therefore, um, you you lose because of it. You know what I mean? Like so, that 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 issue with predict is still continues to this day. Um, and outside of having access to top card library at all times, which you can't do uh, unless you play some very mediocre magic cards, uh, then I, I don't really think that predict is as good as. AK because again this leads into the kind of the the concept of owning the late game again um AK and buying it back with Sanctuary as well uh lets you you can just draw three and response draw three uh in the AK mirror match you can um if you if you cast the first one you can play a fetch your opponent can AK you can fetch put your AK on top of your library they draw one and then you draw two later on you know what I mean so um, you can. You, there are a lot of interesting scenarios that sanctuary creates alongside AK. Um, you can you can use sanctuary, terminus, and AK to also on demand, um, terminus on your opponent's turn to start a fight. Um, and that I, I and I've said on your opponent's turn a few times now, and that is again the main crux of this whole thing. What sanctuary allows us to do, since which we haven't been able to truly do since the top man is play drago um play a controlly miracle stack and i i i've written a piece about how miracles um shouldn't be built that way anymore and now you see me playing with a decklist in front of you that is that uh exact style and that's because things have changed and sanctuary is the sole card to enable it a land drop that operates as a mystical tutor is very 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 powerful um and, like, these, these cards all work very intricately together um, to create this very powerful piece. And the caveat is, when you, when you, see, when you hear something working well together to create uh, a thing, you think of um, an invention of some sort. Or and I've said, I, I've, I've gone on record to say, I don't like to play a contraption. Um, I don't think this is a contraption, though, because a lot of these cards work really well with a single piece together like Portent works well with Counterbalance, Portent worked well with Terminus. And when you play Miracles, you're signing up for playing a deck that has sometimes uncastables in your hand, uh, Terminus and Entreat. Your your Brainstorms um, are pulling heavy, heavy duty here. Uh, And and I think that's always going to be the case. But outside of that, I don't think this is a contraption necessarily because we're not playing cards to make counterbalance actually a text on it necessarily we I mean, we were playing cantrips but Jace's like the, the end game so many subsets of the trips are Jace the Mind Sculptor and I think that's always going to be Miracles' best chance at winning a game untapping with Jace the Mind Sculptor um, and so if you can facilitate a game around that state where you can you can curve out quote unquote with portents and, and counterbalances and, 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 and so on if you can create a board state that lets you untap with Jason the Mind Sculptor, you are significantly more favored to win the game than I think any other deck in Legacy um, if they were to untap with Jace uh, the Mind Sculpture. Um, so, in that regard, we're able to play more end step magic with this deck, um, which sounds great, right? Um, I, I guess one last thing the Entreat the Angels in the deck, it's here because you can now fire it off very frequently. Um, Sometimes you'll like draw it and treat and raw dog it for one or two angels. And a lot of decks in the format have trouble with a 4-4. Sometimes more than you'd expect. Uh, However, um, the real key is it also enables Mr. Sanctuary. Um, Again, you can fire it off for two after drawing it naturally on, on, on turn four. Um, and then whenever you need to buy it back later on to win the game, you can do so. Uh, your opponent will probably lose to an Entreat int- for two, three, four, like repeatedly. Um, and I think that's that's powerful. Um, I, I considered Entreat completely unplayable before this card got printed because you had to set it up and it was often like, your are hammering shot to win the game. No, it's not. Um, unless like again, if more people play, like, multiple copies of Force navigation, which I I don't think is going to be the case, um, Entry is powerful. And you still have, like, a a monster Mentor main deck to kind of choose, like, you want to establish control with Jace. That is your number one objective in in most cases. Um, You want to find Jace, find a Counterbalance, find a Mentor, and then eventually, or find a Jace, find a Counterbalance or an AK, and start chaining off while controlling the game. And then you'll find a mentor or entreat. You can choose which one you want. Um, in a lot of in a lot of spots, you can change your fetch sequencing as well to kind of rebuy cantrips to protect a mentor from from uh, a bolt and, and so on. So those are all great things. There's some negatives though, of course. Um, negatives include the mana base gets a lot weaker because you are playing two cards that don't really have text until later on in the game. They're tapped lands otherwise. So you'll get some substance of, of hands that contain a Sanctuary turn one or turn two. You should probably mulligan them because they're like half a land, half a spell. Um, or try to shuffle them away and, and try your best to buy them back later when they do have the, the, the tutor effect on them. Um. You also can't really play uh, more than two colors. I don't think. Again, this is a hypothesis. It's not a. Um, this is a. I'm not spouting truth at you. I'm just. I'm thinking out loud. Um, I don't believe you can play more than two colors because sanctuary taking up land slots does add strain to your mana base, um, and it also causes like weird sequences. You have to get like a volcanic island, or if you're playing a mountain, like a, a mountain early on, because that's your mana base. Um, and a lot of decks are playing Wasteland, obviously. Still, uh, Sanctuary thankfully is more of a Lotus Petal um, because you're not going to you want it early on, or you want it. You only want to get it when you can get something back with it. Otherwise, if it gets Wastelanded, it's not at the end of the world, or it shouldn't be. You should not enjoy. You should try to avoid game states in that it being a land drop um, is going to matter to your life or death, like that. That. Or, or if that does become the case, fetch Tundras early and kind of force them to Wasteland earlier on. Um, You are playing less blockers, I suppose. So your Jace is going to kind of rely heavily on Plow, Snap Plow, or Terminus and so on um, in order to, to, be, to be protected. Thankfully, that's not that hard to do. Um, because again, you can recycle terminuses. I cannot stress how powerful it is. Um, yeah, it's just, it's 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 the this concept being possible again, in my opinion. And I have very very high standards for what is considered playable and what isn't. Um, like I am, I'm a very competitive player, but I still like playing decks that I, I enjoy playing. I enjoy like the the Plow-Drago style, but I also enjoy, like, the force my opponent to deal with this permanent, this permanent, this permanent. Um, this kind of is less of the latter and a lot more of the former, um, and I don't think that was possible. Like, I counterbalance was fine, but I've always called the card kind of our, the, the blue-white hymn to Turok, because it forced interaction from your opponent. Now, it's a legitimate game plan. Um, you can rebuy Spell's late game, Help set up counterbalance and fuel it, so it generates value over time a lot more consistently than it did before. Um, just the the amount of options that sanctuary provides you is is very very strong. Um, the this list specifically in front of you, uh, it has the car, core cards that earlier in the sideboard is one celestial purge, two containment priest, one disenchant, uh, a second copy of monster mentor, so two total in seventy five, an additional council judgment, and then the fourth terminus. Um, as well as two Fluster Storm, two Hydro Blast, one Force of Negation, a Nature's Chant, and two Surgical Extraction. Um, the sideboard can kind of be whatever. I do think you need to have four Wrath Effects on the 75, if not all four Terminuses. Um, maybe a copy of Supreme Verdict, but again, that kind of creates this weird mana situation where you'll sometimes like go island, island, plains, plains if you have a Verdict in your deck, and then you suddenly can't Sanctuary on turn five or six. Um, And that is its own challenge, and I think you'd want to steer away from scenarios scenarios like that where the 4th Terminus is with Fluster and Backups usually, like, I'd rather be in a lot of those matchups. Um, The Hydroblast and the Celestial Purge are are, um, kind of targeting the two specific best uh, decks in the format, which are um depth shells and in general and then also red and six decks so rug delver is the number one enemy and, and so on um, but overall this effort is somewhat flexible i would say that you should probably not cut the containment priest because I don't think you'd be able to beat uh sneak and show or um, any graveyard based strategy without them uh without red in your deck I think you need to play some number of containment priest um, you'll notice some missions like vanillian click um, Caracas and back to basics uh, things like that I think um, the main reason for that, uh, kind of the best way to put it is, your mana base is strained enough as it is, that you can't really afford to play back to basics yourself um, even in a two color deck, because you have a lot of mana symbols, um, and you're relying on Sanctuary, so there are going to be some subset of matchups where like, Sanctuary becomes comes into play tab and you need it to go into turn 5 um, and you have this batch of bases in your hand, and you can't you can't set it up very easily. So you'll you'll probably lose some big mana strategies more more easily. But those are those are not that prominent these days, um, due to Renin Six and Wasteland being everywhere. Um, so overall, I would steer away from um, kind of straining your mana base any further. Uh, you can probably still play those cards, or if you were to play the Red Splash, you could probably play, like, From the Ashes or things like that. But overall, um, I really, really, really like where this list starts. And obviously we'll have time to, to continue tuning, um, changing cards around here and there. Um, I will say that, uh, this deck overall, um, I think, blows the Mentor deck, the the Jeskai Mentor Snow Patrol deck, out of the water in terms of how good it is against the specific metagame today. Um, I think the, the Mentor deck has been reacted to, and the threat base from Rugged Delver has changed enough to make that deck have a worse matchup against Rugged Delver. And if you have a bad Rugged Delver matchup, you probably should not be playing a deck like um, a, a deck full of three drops, it, basically. Like, you're going to lose that matchup more often than not. And, uh, like, I think, um, I guess that gives us uh, time to talk about the Road Double matchup specifically and how this deck addresses it. Um, I mentioned earlier that Renin 6 kind of forced you to play Wonka Lee unless you took it off the table. This deck um, can. Kind of hang with Renin 6. Um, because you can recycle terminuses to against the creatures that Renin 6 finds with their supercharged cantrips. Pardon me. Um, you can remove Renin 6, you can attack it, or you can also invalidate it. Um, what do I mean by invalidate? Well, you can set up counterbalance consistently now with um, while trading with their creatures. So, that eventually, when we're six ultimates um, and they buy back their ones, you can set up counterbalance with one on top. That is way easier to do now than it was without Sanctuary in the deck. Like, drastically easier. Um, and then, Rug Delver can't really beat flying 4 4s um, over and over again. So, if you can set up a game state where you can set up like an early entreat, um, you can usually bash out your Rug Delver opponent. Um, and you have Flusterstorms, which are, which we see we see missing in some of these some of these decks. Uh, like this um, Jessica Mentor deck does not have Flusterstorm in it, um, and some Miracles decks did not have Flusterstorm in them because the card has gotten somewhat worse. Um, I, I think that card, followed up by Terminus and Hydroblast and so on, is the key to that matchup a, a lot of the time. Lastly, Portent um, changes that matchup a lot too because you can set up interactive points on their turn. Um, and that is, again, key because they're going to be trying to use as much of their mana as possible to leave up one or two mana to pass over to you. If you force an interaction point on their turn, you have suddenly way more tools to deal with on your own turn. Um, like So you want to like interact on their end step and then untap and slam. That's always been the kind of the play pattern of Miracles, no matter what era you're talking about. And you can do that very easily here, but your interactive points of their turn are more frequent and also more pro- like more scary. Um, portend terminus is very scary for them to deal with on their own turn because it forces them to tap out mana and also tap out of threats um, by, by extension. And suddenly they are now like, okay, they're, they're going to pay for a spell pierce on on the force of are They're casting on your Terminus, okay, then they pass back, you get to untab, and you have free weight on your turn. You can suddenly snapcast your Plow, you can Judgment, you can Terminus. Um, you have a lot more options available to create options for you. And I've always um, also said that Miracles does well when you can enable like the options that you have. You can pick and choose your game plan, and you can absolutely do that here. It does seem like there's not a ton of ways to win the game with this deck, which there aren't, but... If the ways that you have to win the game are somewhat arbitrary anyway, um, and you can buy them back now, I don't see there. I don't. I don't see a ton of reason for there that to be a necessity any anymore. Um, so like, I've always been a proponent of playing multiple copies of of like monastery mentor and to kind of pressure your opponent and so on, and stabilizing the board. Now you don't have to. Now you could just terminus. Look for a way to like kind of pull ahead. And then win at your leisure because you have the endgame again. You have your opponent can't like look at your graveyard, say three three terminus is gonna mean just play in a terminus because now you can buy back. So smart usage of Mystic Sanctuary overall will help um, kind of facilitate uh, your deck's longevity. I will say that someone coming to this deck looking at it, picking it up and playing it that is is familiar with Miracles in the past like month or 2 months or year even will probably mess up a lot because the playstyle is very drastically different from like the show and tell like stompy versions of the deck because you're no longer engineering like you're not, you're no longer keeping pace with your opponent. You are engineering your board state into the future and Basically, following a path for you and your opponent to get there. Now, that's more difficult to play, and that's not a feature, that is a bug, or that is not a good thing, it's a bad thing. Having a deck be hard to play is not good, but once you play with it a few times and realize that you're basically playing Drago control, I um, think it becomes more intuitive. Um, yeah, overall, uh, I think. As far as cards are concerned, that I'm not 100% certain about, um, I will say that I believe that these slots are absolutely necessary. There's quite a bit. Um, so basically, everything in this deck list. Uh, the source of Blashers, the brainstorms, the Ponders, the portents, the Chase of the mind sculptors the counterbalances, the snag custom majors, mages, the terminuses and the council judgments uh, and the force of wills, I believe those all to be like non-negotiable I think you need to be playing 12 cantrips um, you play 12 in the top era and this is a deck that's extremely similar to top miracles in terms of play patterns um, it's drago and the things that you slam are suddenly scary again uh, like the counterbalances are no longer just Blue him, alright, whatever. They're actually something your opponent has to react with to now. They may not know it, but you suddenly make them make the card a lot more powerful than it was before. Um, and that works in your favor. So those cards suddenly matter again. Um, and now you can kind of play this like slower-paced game and develop into the late and then eventually win with an over-the-top, like stupid intrigue the angels that you can port under brainstorm into at your leisure with a land drop. Um I will say that I'm not 100% certain if one Entreat is um, ideal uh, or perfect. One has felt great so far, but um, two possibly might be okay. But again, because this deck has Mystic Sanctuary in it, your your, your white mana symbol is actively a hindrance a lot of the time. Um, so like the second planes, or even the first planes honestly, hurts your Mystic Sanctuary clock or what have you where you are setting up a turn where you have Sanctuary Active. Like, from here on out, I have Sanctuary Active. Okay, how do I play this game? Planes hurts that by a lot. Uh, It's an entire turn taken off of that clock. So, your double white mana symbols need to be kept in very high control, which is why I said I didn't like the verdict earlier. Same same kind of reason. So, that is why I think that one might be the ideal number of Entreat the Angels, but I'm not certain. And I'm also playing one Judgment main with a second in the sideboard, which again, your white mana symbols are like actively bad for you. So in order to control that and to keep this deck primarily blue, um, we're keeping the we're we're playing only one and one, and no other white, no other double white spells uh, outside of the Termini, of course. So, AKA versus Predict. Again, it's kind of a toss up um predict against strains for cantrip, cantrip um sequencing so that is a knock against the card but we haven't had, been able to nearly test it as much as we have tested ak um, and ak has been consistently powerful um, where the late game just suddenly feels like we can't lose you're going to be flowing cards um, the spell could maybe be something else um, I felt really good about them consistently over the past like a couple couple of months or so, um, but there will come a time where people like these cards are are suddenly blank and you want like a counter spell like a, a, like an actual hard counter that isn't a force of will in your deck uh, or a force of negation and and, and so on. Um, but for now, spell period seems to be fine as a starting point at the very least. Um, cards that we're not playing include Teferi, Supreme Verdict, which I've already covered as to why. I, I'll get I'll get to Teferi in a second. Narset. Uh, again, I'm going to tackle those two in just a minute. Um, Spell Snare. Uh, more Snapcaster Mages. Um, I think that might be it. Uh, if there's others, obviously, feel free to bring them up in, in either the comments uh, or, or tweet at me, what have you. Um, but kind of tackling them... Uh, Narset, uh, the card, Narset is fine, and the the mentor decks are playing her obviously to kind of be have a better chance against opposing like uh, control decks for the most part, and also shutting off cantrips. But miracles uses Narset very differently than this deck does, um, and what I mean by that is the the fact that Narset is three mana is a huge challenge. Uh, to handle, and I, 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 I've never, I don't really like narset that much anymore. um Ever since Rod Delver, or ever since Delver, again, like it, it was blue-red at first, but Delver became like the top of the metagame. I've not been that interested in narset because it dies incidentally. It, it gets hit by any point of the interaction, and at any point of their interaction, um and it, it, this is the most, this is the worst part of the card. And also, maybe to those listening and, and watching, um, seems like the, the the silliest. It dies to a Ren 6 tick down. Now, that's really, really important um, because once you've drawn cards off draw of it, you are relying on it to lock your opponent out of the game. But this Ren 6 on the table, it will eventually clear your Narset set. And a lot of the advantage you've garnered from it, it, draws all, it will draw one card maybe if it resolves. Um, it just dies to too many things. So I I am of the opinion that n Six and being at the top of the format means the is not so good. Um, it's obviously still fine. It's good in control mirrors, um, but I am not interested in playing the card in Miracles at, at this time. To uh, Teferi To I have slightly more interest in it um, because it does let you kind of play a bit more safely against Counter Magic. However, it's still three mana. It's clunky. And we don't really play that many permanents to bounce profitably, uh, unlike the mentor deck because the mentor deck was able to play like astralave and bounce it back to draw two cards. like that. That was that's pretty cool. Um, but miracles does not play that many like active permanents. You you, Semcaster mage is basically it, and even then, snapcaster is probably going to die before you can ever bounce it back with a Now the stack effect is nice to be able to like push through your counter magic to push through counter magic with terminus and entreats. But you don't necessarily need them if you have this or excuse me uh, sanctuary in your deck um i think that those two planeswalkers are good um, and other potential decks so like in perhaps four color snow um, with white both for for teferi or just four color snow regular for narsa because they can also defend them very well um, with playing more like spot removal, playing more to the table. But we cannot. We rely on Wrath effects, and you're trying to like burn a Terminus to protect an R set that eventually just dies to a Ren 6 anyway. Like, that's that that type of play pattern dichotomy I'm not interested in, in the slightest. Um, so that's why we're not playing those two cards. Um, spell Snare. The reason I'm not playing Spell Snare is because while the card at face value seems to think, oh, it it's good against two drops. The entire farm adds a lot of two drops now, it's gonna be great. If you're on the draw, spell snare is almost always gonna get dazed um, before it can have it can do anything relevant. And the or like you'll lose child of the void. There's like a multitude of reasons why I, I dislike spell snare. It's at face value a great card. Um, it's powerful, it does the thing that you want it to do, it, it stops the, the scary twos in, in in legacy, but I think the window of the card. If it gets missed, you're just going to be so far behind that the the one the trading up for mana is never going to matter. Um, so like if you if you if you're on the draw, your opponent goes turn one Delver, you or turn one Cantrip, what have you, and they go turn two and Six, and you have a spell snare ready for it. You play your snare, it gets dazed. Now suddenly they're going to start drawing a card every single turn, and obviously the same problem with Spell Pierce is involved, but Spell Pierce is a significantly wider range of um, uh, uh, of things that it can hit. Like, it can still, like, it can also be more proactive. Like, if you're setting up a turn on your opponent's turn, you focus them, they suddenly have to, like, pay for it. And that actually is, like, a huge problem for a deck like that. Um, t- because they don't want to tap mana on their turn. So, there's just things to keep in mind as to why I'm not playing Snare. Um, the third Snapcaster, uh, there's two reasons for not playing more snaps. One, uh, Sanctuary kind of takes a lot of like some of that slot, so like when you play Sanctuary in your deck, you have to kind of count it as a land and a spell slot, like 50-50 the spell half of that is probably Snapcaster Mage uh, in terms of like what role it fills um, so you can kind of cut down to one and cut down one, and then the other reason is Snapcaster Mage is incidental like attacking your opponent down, to, down for lethal doesn't happen that frequently anymore because it dies to runed six, um, or it trades with. Uh, there's more creatures in Legacy right now too, so like there's more things on the table, and Semkastar Mage's ability to like remove the thing on the table and attack you, or remove the thing on the table to attack you, is not as good as it once was. Um, so for that reason, you don't necessarily need a pile of Semkastar Mages in order to like be that full on control deck as uh, that you need to be. Um, one last thing, uh, and then I will stop ranting uh, at you all. Um, the mana base. Uh, we are playing nine fetches. We're playing four flooded strands and four scalding turns, which these actually should not be scalding turns. These should definitely be a mix of blue fetches. I'll play some deltas and, and, and whatnot. Um, because I don't know if I have misties on here. I might. Yeah, I do. Great. Um I'll play another misty, why not? So the Vista is some somewhat of a liability, and that's one of the main problems of this mana base is that you can't play that like super clean nice mana base that blue white regular miracles allowed you to play and like the back-to-bases version because you could play four vistas and that got like all of your lands and it was great it was a very clean very basic centric heavy mana base but you cannot do that here because vista does not get sanctuary and that is a huge 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 problem um you could potentially play like no vista and just play like a fifth blue source but you still need a way to get like planes in your deck. So you kind of like I feel like the first business isn't necessarily equal. Um but I don't know that if you can play more than the one, um, to be honest. Uh and then I guess one last last thing. Uh some people have played cards like Days, which we tested at first. It was the name of this list here is days is Bad, okay? So we tested it. Days was fine. Um, and it did like the cute thing of Getting back sanctuary to buy back another spell—that that happened sometimes—but the biggest problem with days and sanctuaries is that they're not actually a combo; they're kind of a non bow Because the things you want to use days to either be proactive or reactive against happen early, um, so like they'll happen like turn two, turn three, which takes away from your sanctuary clock. So you might see you might see well you can just when days is dead you can just buy back a sanctuary with it easy, well that A costs your land drop that turn, which I mean that next turn, so you don't get it immediately. And B, you still have a days rod in your hand until that point. So you suddenly have a thing to do with a Z card, but then you were still playing the dead card to begin with. Um, that, that's the main problem with days. Um, people have been playing things like trade routes and deprive. Uh, deprive is kind of cool because it can be you can loop it. Um, but you can create like this like infinite loop with deprive and sanctuary, which is kind of neat. But I want to stress this: you should not play cards that are objectively not good in your deck or in Legacy or for, or whatever format as a whole, in order to make other cards better. Um, and uh, there's Ste- Stefano. If you if you listen to this, I'm sorry in advance, but I'm gonna bash on. Um, uh, gosh, what is the card called? Oh uh, goodness. What is it called? Suit so saying. I'm gonna bash suit saying for a second. I forgot the name of it. Um, because those cards are objectively not good, and the reason, the way to evaluate them is not good, is that re- they require something else to be on the table in order to actually have text on them. Now you might be saying, "Oh, is that card. It doesn't do anything unless you set it up." Yes and no. And again, um, I agree that in the past that was the case and counter is mostly used as, again as a blue him, but Sanctuary again and, and Portent as well, they change changed that like that, that kind of a ton. And I, I, I'm just repeating myself at this point, but that's the main reason why. Um, Trade routes, not really a card until the late game uh, in terms of Looping Sanctuary, so not really worth it in my opinion. Um, and same kind of issue with Deprive, only really good in late game, and you should already have like your late game setup on lock so that's that's basically the deck um, we've been having excellent results so far with it uh, and I, I don't see any reason for that to change um, overall it's definitely different from the past few miracles list that I've personally like endorsed as like here this is a good deck let's let's play it um, so it requires a bit of a learning curve or a, a kind of a change understanding of how certain matchups work because before you're you, like unlike before you're no longer playing to the board as frequently um but that's okay because you are developing a much stronger game plan in the current metagame. and i think that's really really important um, and as metagame shifts change like i think this list is probably weaker against like things like lands and dead and taxes but those aren't primary decks right now in the format. Um, you have to kind of react to what your, what your metagame is, your control deck. So, to that end, obviously, things are things here are subject to change um, in case we get new new cards uh, if Oko takes over the format what have you, um, we'll react to it. But I think this is the latest adaptation of, of Miracles and this is the way that, this is the direction in which I believe you should be building the deck going forward. Thank you all so much for listening, watching. Um, hopefully the podcast turned out okay and audio is is fine and, and dandy. Um, keep, stay tuned. Uh, I will be probably going through a League or a Legacy Challenge even with, with this list on video form uh, for you all. Uh, and hopefully not this in the future. Otherwise, best of luck in your Legacy endeavors. Thank you. Take care.